Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. number three of VEASAN's primetime action on a Friday night here at the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, Isaiah Wrinkle in for Kelly Bidlin tonight. Uh, we didn't wear our flower shirts on a Friday night. we got to coordinate that. I thought about it. I did, too. With Clint, when, I, when I knew that Kelly was going to be out, I, I just I punted yeah, on it. Me, too. I, I looked at it. Found out he was playing hooky. I was just like, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Migrant. It on it. The Nationals are up on the Braves right now, by the way. Which are is they? hashtag bad for my run line bet on the Braves. <sighs> yeah, that's not good. It's hashtag, it's hashtag very bad for a run. Bottom like of the fifth. Nationals up three to two. Nationals. Still a bullpen in front of you, though, Daniel. Yeah, as long as that bullpen's yeah. there, you're live. Don't worry about it. Mm. Phillies uh, have taken the lead over the Mets two to one now. Uh, VEASAN host uh, Jeff Parlay, my producer number five on a numbers game, who's a lifelong Mets fan. Would you like to share his wonderful tweet well, with everybody? Here's the thing is uh, you would have to know that. Yes. Because it was just a three-word tweet that just said, Pathetic baseball team. <laughs> he doesn't. That there's was no, context. No, no context. No context. No nothing. No, no didn't didn't <laughs> even know? give you the slightest peek behind the curtain <laughs> as to what he's talking about. Or <laughs> you know, just, Jeff, you just knew what he was. Pathetic baseball team. That's it. The notes. Poor use of Twitter. Isn't yes, it? yes. That, Very that's poor. It. Yeah. No, by the way, no retweets on that one. If you're wondering, <laughs> people are like, yes. "What are you talking yeah. about?" Uh, yeah. Which is weird because it could apply to anybody's baseball team, really, at that point. 
It could. It could. Uh, Mariners did get a run finally, so they are up one nothing on the Yankees. Let's see when that came. That came right now, top of the sixth inning in that one. They have six hits to the Yankees, one hit. Marco Gonzalez, one hitting the Yankees and not doing it by striking anybody out. He's only got three Ks through the six innings that he's thrown. So um, Mariners up one nothing there on the Yankees. 10 nothing Reds, JT Brubaker has been, has been pulled. That's the big news of the night. <laughs> it is. They finally decided to show mercy on him, JT Brubaker out. But it's a, it's a 10 spot with Nick Castellanos trying to add more now for the Reds in that one. Uh, but this uh, back to the Mets for a second here. Again, it's August. It's early August. We don't get any crazy. But if the Phillies win here, the two teams will be tied in the loss column, and the Phillies will take over first place by a half game in the NL East. And again, uh, Everything for the Mets was looking great. And then the DeGrom injury, boy, they, they they tried to keep him in there. He tried to stay in there so many times. And then finally, they were just like, uh, we got to. Just knowing one every five up. days, you have a win. Yes. Like, it's just one every five. We're going to win. We are never going on a five-game losing streak. Yeah. It's got to be, got to feel great. And then, like you said, it just, it all went away. And yet, if you're the Mets, you're thinking to yourself, well, if we could just get to the postseason, he'll be back in September, right? So then we'd have him in, you know, what a, what a hammer to have in the uh, postseason, uh, especially in a best of seven where you could have him start three games. Again, none of this news to Mets fans who are like, tell me about it. Um, I guess we should ask before we talk UFC with Jordan Sherwood, UFC 265, uh, last night's Hall of Fame game between the Steelers and the Cowboys, because I just want to give two minutes to this. Was there, you, you know, I think that was a great example of everything we stand for with mm-hmm. preseason, which is, you couldn't really glean anything from that whatsoever, could you? No. Yeah. There was nothing to take home from that. I mean, I guess the only thing you could do is kind of see what the what the what the pecking order is for quarterbacks should Dak Prescott, you know, Garrett Gilbert started and then Cooper Rush came in. It looks like the depth chart then is going to be Dak, Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush. Ben DiNucci's probably going to be looking for a job um or be on, you know, the practice squad or whatever it might be. Nooch. Um but I mean, outside of that, you know, I mean, I guess if you're, a, I guess if you're a Steelers fan, you saw some decent out of Dwayne Haskins. So maybe there's a little bit to take from that if you're worried about what Ben Roethlisberger is going to bring to the table, and he is old and could get hurt and things like that. So I mean, you did see at least a little bit of good from from Dwayne Haskins in the game. But outside of that, I don't think there's really a ton that you that you really pull from stuff like this. And listen, this is going to be different teams, different strategies as well, which I think is another thing for us to pull from this, Gil, is Cowboys didn't play any – basically played no starters. Mm-hmm. No one got any reps. They're not worried about this. And then you look on the Steelers' side of things, and outside, of course, Ben Roethlisberger didn't play. But Najee Harris played. Chase Claypool played. We saw Deontay Johnson out there playing. So, I mean, there were – there were starters for the Steelers, so we'll learn, I guess, you know, how these different teams are going to treat this three-game pre-game, preseason that we've, you know, seen for the first time this year. And from a betting perspective, again, there's some people who are uh, handicappers who love to bet preseason football. And for me, it was one of those, uh, you know, the, the total was 31 and a half. It ends up being, what, 25 total points? Was it 19 to 6, 25 total points? I don't think unders can really look at that game and say, by the way, it's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, 
and Isaiah Wrinkle in for Kelly Bidlin tonight on VEASAN's primetime action here on MSG Plus live from the South Point. I don't think anybody who hit the under, this is, the, again, it's the first example, it's the first reminder, right, the Hall of Fame game, which precedes the general preseason. It's the first reminder of people are going to be like, I told you it was going to be an under, that yet there were four missed kicks, right? Turnover, four, four fumbles. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget. What are we going to do? What let's we not do forget that that happens. Yeah. All right, let's talk UFC 265 uh, this weekend, tomorrow night. And we bring in our friend, as always, uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at WoodOn1063. It's our favorite MMA handicapper. Uh, one of our favorites. We don't want to disparage Sweet Lou or Gamble Lou or any of our other friends, but we love Jordan Sherwood. How you doing, Jordan? Yeah, I don't need uh, Lou uh, texting me a little bit later on tonight that you guys are giving <laughs> me all the love, not him. I don't want to have to, you know, throw down with Lou a little bit later on. I wonder what that money line would be between me and Lou, but nonetheless... It's been a couple of weeks since we joined each other. Glad to uh, talk some UFC with you tonight. Yeah, uh, just generally speaking, how, from like the you know the, the large bettable sense, how bettable is this card as a whole? I definitely think that there's some plays to pay attention to. I, I do believe that Derek Lewis carries a lot of popularity with casual betters. People know the Black Beast, so I do believe that the heavyweight title fight or the interim heavyweight title fight will be bet a lot. But for me, who looks for that value, who looks for fighters that I I believe we can make some plays on, I'll look to the undercard. Two fights that point out to me right off the bat, and I'm going to go two women's fights. Melissa Gatto at a dollar five right there versus Victoria Leonardo. It's been a couple of years since we last saw Gatto. Um, she's been out the last three years, but she's just 25 years old. My expectation is we're going to see a different version of a fighter than we saw Melissa Gatto those three years ago. I think that she's a big-time prospect. Victoria Leonardo definitely has some holes in her game that I think Melissa Gatto can exploit so I like her and then the underdog that I love on this fight another women's fight Jessica Penne plus 125 over Carolina Kovacavich Carolina Kovacavich has not been the same fighter since she got knocked out by Jessica Andrade several years ago and both fighters have not been consistent look Penne's been on the shelf she had to deal with Yasada and some injuries uh, the same could be said for Kovacavich you know she hasn't fought in 17 months Penny style, in your face, grappling, aggression for three rounds. That's not going to bode well, in my opinion, for Cavalcavich. So I love Jessica Penny as the underdog, and I like Melissa Gatto at about even money or that dollar five price on the prelims. Is that uh, is that your only you don't you don't like uh, Minifield, huh? I am I am all over Minifield in this fight. I'm curious as to uh, why why you're not on him here. I, I mean, I, I am from the standpoint of like, what round is, is that fight going to be around or is it going to go over a round and a half? Uh, look, I, I do believe Alonzo Minifield will likely win this fight. I think he's going to knock out Ed Herman. I think Ed Herman was fortunate in his last fight to get the win. Fortunately for me, because I had him in his last fight over Mike, Mike Rodriguez and some poor officiating led him to not getting uh, a DQ finish and get the win uh, against him. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm on your, your side, Matt, for, for that type of fight. I think Alonzo Minifield is just going to be too athletic, too powerful. Ed Herman, even though he's 40 and he's a savvy veteran, he's been in there with the best uh, of the middleweight and light heavyweight division. Uh, I do like Alonzo Minifield in that fight. It's not one of my stronger plays because if that, that fight goes over a round, a round and a half, it's Ed Herman's fight all day. So I don't have that trust in Minifield, but a small play will be made on Minifield via TKO, Minifield in the first round. 
Herman on the wrong side of 40, as we like to say in the business. Yes. Yeah. And has taken as a lot of punishment just, just over the years. For me, so. Yeah. Yeah, so so just to, just to, if I'm hearing that correct, so for those who don't feel comfortable, for those who are new betters who don't like laying the minus 250, um, a flyer mat for you maybe on fight not going the distance or maybe a, a submission at a big price. So if we're looking here, and if 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 you know if you like Jordan's handicap of it that it's you know it's Minifield's fight if 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 it stays under you know a round yeah. and a half or something like that the the under round and a half is minus one twenty so you're actually getting half you know you're having to pay a, a lot less and so if, I guess if if you like it from that standpoint I mean I think Minifield has his way with him here I kind of think it's a first round type finish situation um, as well so. So I'm, I've got him full fight. It wouldn't surprise me when it's all said and done if I had him under rounds and then probably had him, you know, via finish as well and probably first round finish. I, I just think, listen, Ed Herman. If you've been in this sport a long time, you, you know, you remember the heyday and he, you know all the stuff that he's brought to the to the sport over the years. But it's you know you get the wrong side of forty in this sport and take as much punishment as he has against a guy like Minifield who's got as much power as he does and is seven years younger as well. Um, I think it could be a bad, bad night for, for Ed Herman. Yeah, I had uh, Reed Kuhn on who does uh, UFC analytics at Point Spread Weekly for us at Visa on. Uh, he also likes Minifield. He also likes Jessica Penny, who Jordan likes as well. Uh, as we go to the main card, Jordan, I'll tell you what else he, uh, he liked uh, in terms of a lean at the bottom of the main card. Uh, he liked Casey Kenny and uh, Angela Hill. Even those of us who are casual UFC uh, watchers, we've seen Angela Hill fight quite a few times since the pandemic began. How do you feel about any play on either of those two at the bottom there? I'll agree with Reed on Casey Kenny. I, I think, you know, Casey Kenny showed the type of fighter that he is, the skill set that he has, and, and how deep into waters he took the former UFC Bantamweight champion, Dominic Cruz, uh, and the formula that he brings, good grapple, good pace, uh, really well-rounded, has caused some problems for Song Yudong, who was a big-time prospect, but really has, it hasn't really lived up to the expectations. So I'll definitely lay it at $1.20, $1.30 in some spots for Casey Kenny to win that fight. I, I'm not... At the same page with Angela Hill, I agree that she's you know definitely progressed as a fighter. She's definitely one of those fighters that took advantage of the pandemic, multiple fights during this last year, year and a half. But she fought Tisha Torres, uh, you know, several years ago. I see the same time of fight kind of playing out. So I'd lean actually Tisha Torres. Everybody looks at Tisha Torres and saw oh four fight losing streak. The best of the best were those fighters in the I mean four former champions. Tisha Torres, and she wasn't stopped. She wasn't finished. Like you know, those are good fights. So I I don't see an area where Angela Hill can be better than Tisha Torres. So my lean would be Tisha Torres, but I 100% am all in on Casey Kenny with the victory over Song Yudong. Let's talk about uh, Mike Chiesa here and and Vincente Luque. Uh, Chiesa, as we know, was killing himself, finally decided to make the jump up a weight class. Now he's won four in a row. I mean, it's, you could say, I think there's people out there who say, like, oh, okay, you know, one or two, four in a row. I think this guy is now a legitimate welterweight contender at this point, and you're actually getting him as an underdog in this fight. I have a pretty strong lean here to Chiesa. I haven't made it to the, it hasn't made it to the card yet for me, but I actually think he can kind of grind this one away. What say you? Yeah, I was very surprised in his last fight. I had Neil Magny beating him, and, and Michael Chiesa just looked awesome uh, in that main event fight that he had a couple of uh, months ago. I, I'm still waiting to play this fight. 
I, I think I kind of want to play the underdog when all is said and done, even if it ends up being Vicente Luque, because I see several areas for him to win. He's kind of the unsung hero of the welterweight division. Looked really good in his last fight, obviously, in a finish over uh, Tyron Woodley. But I agree with you, Matt. I, I think Michael Chiesa made the right decision to go. He was killing himself trying to get to 155, not 170. And he's still a big 170. And he fights along. He's got great submissions. And I, I think he might be able to pick Luke apart, and if the fight goes to the ground, even though Luke is well versed, obviously rolling with Gilbert Burns and and those animals at Sanford MMA, I still think Michael Chiesa's got his number there. So yeah, a lean towards Chiesa. That would be my suggestion, but I'm going to wait till fight night where there's some plus money value on either fighter. Working our way to the main event. We'll get there. Well, one more, though, before that. The Bantamweight bout between uh, Jose Aldo and Pedro Munoz. With Munoz, uh, you know, minus 105. This is as close to a coin flip as you get. Aldo at minus 115. Any thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, my thought would be to still have trust in the king of Rio. I mean, look, Jose Aldo made the weight successfully. He looked pretty good. He's looked pretty good in actually all of his fights uh, at Bantamweight. I actually thought he won his initial debut in that uh, division against Marlon Marais. Decision did not go his way. Peter Peter Jan's on another level, so I'm not surprised that he got finished in that title uh, opportunity. But I just don't know where Pedro Munoz is going to win unless he's going to, like, win it late, like going to have to survive early and then like come on late because he's going to want to dirty this fight up. And I just don't think that that's something that you can do successfully against Jose Aldo. Leg kicks, uh, you know, good striker. And obviously both guys are going to cancel each other out uh, in, in on the ground. So my, my, my lean actually would be Jose Aldo uh, at that Dower 5, Dower 15 price. And I think that, uh, you know, the, the King of Real gets his hand raised uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, I can't believe I'm I can't believe I'm saying that too. I'm actually on Jose Aldo a little bit as well. Um, it's just it's more just this fight, right? I mean, I think I mean, we talk about guys on the wrong side of their career. Jose Aldo, obviously, on the wrong side of his career, a guy that if you uh, you know remember a decade ago, widely considered to be one of the if not the best pound for pound fighters there was in all of the sport, and things kind of went south there for a while. But I, I, I'm with you. I think he's looked pretty good here of late, and I think that he's probably in this. Fight fight just the better fighter I mean I, I don't it's hard for me to put a big bet down on this one so probably be kind of a, a little bit of a baby bet for me but uh, yeah I, I, I think Aldo's the I think Aldo's the way I'm gonna go here and I can't believe well, I'm saying I mean, that the, I mean the thing about it I think people get distracted by Pedro Munoz's victory over Cody Garbrandt I mean Cody Garbrandt is a good fighter obviously former champion but he's kind of fallen off and if you will go back and watch the fight it was a firefight, and Pedro Munoz just landed. He, he took a punch, landed, and Cody Garbrandt's chin is not what it was You know when he was on his rise up at 135. Munoz was a big favorite against Frankie Edgar, lost that fight, and then Frankie Edgar gets knocked out in 35 seconds uh, against Corey Sanhagen the next time he fights. So, look, I like Jose Aldo. I don't see an area where Pedro Munoz is better outside of lasting outside the first round and a half and winning late. I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like Jose Aldo to win a fight. Main event, Derek Lewis. I'm glad you prefaced it earlier, Jordan, by saying, you know, you, all we're hearing is Derek Lewis. I'm paraphrasing what you said, but, but I really feel that way too. Hometown uh, for this one, you know, Derek Lewis, uh, a guy who has really one weapon at his arsenal, a roundhouse. Yeah, if he catches you with that, that's his path to victory. But that's really his skill set. Uh, Cyril Gunn with the uh, is the big favorite here at minus three sixty five. Are you laying that number? No, 
I, I, I can't. How can you? And look, if you, if you ask me, like, look, who's going to win this fight? I mean, Cyril Gaon is the better fighter. He's the big-time prospect. He's undefeated. He's got multiple ways to win. And you've probably heard it all week. But how can you bet against Derek Lewis when the dude is on a four-fight win streak, has one-punch knockout power, and we saw him go three rounds losing to Alexander Volkov and then land in the last seconds and win that fight? Plus the fact he's 10 and 0 in the state of Texas fights in the state of Texas. And he had a questionable decision win in the state of Texas over alert Latifi. He's a counter striker guys. I'm sorry that this is going to be an extremely boring fight. Wow. A tentative fight. Uh, unless Cyril Gaon is just playing us all for fools and is going to come out and completely blitzkrieg Derek Lewis. Um, and he's got he's got the body kicks in his arsenal that have plagued Derek Lewis before, but the play has to be the over, and the lean has to be Derek Lewis just on the numbers. Even though Cyril Gunn is the better fighter and probably will win, but the lean has to be Derek Lewis just based on the numbers alone. Yeah, I'm kind of in the so I like Gunn a lot in this fight, but if if you look at 350 and then the over three and a half rounds is plus 125, and I think the way to play this thing is is just to play the over three and a half rounds if you like Gunn because I mean I'm not thinking that there could be. I think more times than not, he wins this fight via decision. And I think more times than not, he plays this pretty safe. And I think he more times than not tries to take advantage of the lack of uh, takedown defense that Derek Lewis has. And I, and so for me, I kind of like just playing the, the over on the rounds and then go from, go from there, man. I think that that's the way to go here. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, again, too, Derek Lewis, you know, most KOs in UFC history, but all but I believe one or two have been in the first round. This right. is a guy that's a finisher later in fights. So that's another reason. And both guys are counter strikers. So they're going to mirror each other, faint, wait for somebody to throw something, and Derek Lewis is just going to try and land a bomb. We've seen him do it. So that's why my lean is Derek Lewis in the fight. And the winner of this, correct me if I'm wrong, takes on uh, at least uh, at least the plan is Francis Nagano. Is that how this is going? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, according according to, to to what you hear from Dana White, but you can't believe anything that, no, that no, he please. says. I don't know why this is an interim title fight. Like, Ngannou was ready to fight. He just needed, like, one more month, but whatever. Interim title. There's a championship fight. It's heavyweight, so it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun, that's for sure. And and sounds pretty bettable from everything I've heard here tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Jordan, we appreciate it as always. Uh, Jordan Sherwood, everybody. West, uh, let me get that right. Uh, West, uh, what is it? Uh, Wood on 106. Uh, three right. wood on 1063 yes. on Twitter from West Palm originally. Uh, is where we used to have him on. That's uh, West. There you go, representing now Chi Town with the uh, Chicago White Sox. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks again. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, and if you wanted to hedge on, you know, that's the other thing that with these props in these in in the UFC, like if you wanted to hedge on, you know, this uh, crazy one punch thing late in the fight, if you if you honestly believe that this thing's going to go over three and a half rounds and that that's the the path to victory for gone. A Derek Lewis win by KO in the fourth and a Derek Lewis win by KO in the fifth are 40 and 45 to one, right? So you don't even have to put like very much down if you just want to feel warm and fuzzy inside that like he does have one punch knockout power to end the fight late or something like that. So again, there's there's multiple ways to kind of skin the yeah. cat when it comes to, to, to UFC betting. So no reason to lay the minus 365. Be more creative in yeah. your bet. Yeah. 
So, but what you like the best of all of those, what I'm hearing from you is you actually like the preliminary bout. Um, earlier, you like uh, yeah, I like midfield a lot. Yeah, I have, I'm heavily invested in that one. So Ed Herman, wrong side of forty. That needs to, that needs to happen. That, ne- <laughs> <laughs> that needs to happen. Maybe that'll be in the love zone. If you know what I mean? Uh, or it could be a bad weekend for Young Mateo. Uh, we'll come back. We will uh, do the love zone. We'll update all the scores at baseball. Another inning, inning double play. Philly remains up two to one. It's Vicent's prime time action from the South Pole. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no. I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome back to come back to Beeson's primetime action. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Avari, and Isaiah Wrinkle in for Kelly Bidlin. If Wrinkle wish. ever shushes me again, I sw- I'm, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> Wrinkle shushing me on break. This guy. We were having a spirited debate here off air about uh, because uh, there's stuff going on on all the screens. Uh, cornhole being one of the screens that we're watching, and cornhole there, there is a movement to have cornhole added to the Olympics, and then it got into the whole. What's athletic? Well, who's an athlete? Who's not? Debate, and uh, there were some there were some punches thrown. I'm not going to lie to you in here. Yeah. Um. So, which led a wrinkle to shushing me. Yes. So you're in the, you're in the camp that it should be because why not at this point? It should be because well, yeah. I yeah. mean, like we have horse horse dancing has been around well, for dressage, the longest okay. of time. That's it's been grandfathered in at this point. Not. A sport, we didn't have but, much back then. But again, not a sport. <laughs> we didn't back then. Now we're just making stuff up. We have oh, we tag. Just, uh, well, yeah, we made up synchronized diving. Like that just got made up. So that I went horse did, is an athlete, though. So that dancing horse is an athlete. So the, Tony Kornheiser famously, when they were going through the greatest 100 athletes of the uh, 20th century, picked Secretariat as the greatest athlete. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that had nothing to do you with like, getting argument. headlines yeah. or clicks or any yeah. you know, or debate right. going or anything like that. Um, so I went and looked. So goes on the synchronized diving thing. I'm like, what, what, what is going don't, on? Here? Don't got, come for synchronized diving. It got oh. invented. It, they just invented it. To try and make diving more popular. But that's athletic. No, no, no. It is. But it's like you have diving. Why do you have to have synchronized diving? You have diving. There's definitely something going on behind the scenes. Because remember, like. Well, why do we have three-on-three basketball now? They kept baseball out for a long time. Like, oh, that's the sport where the Americans do well. Let's keep that out for a while. (laughs) They are adding breakdancing in 2024. And I'm not making that up. Hmm. I'm gonna have to look into that. They're they're adding cheerleading, I think, as well. I think that's coming up too. Wow, cheerleading! That now that is that takes their biggest struggle. I think has always been how do you how do you score it because it's similar to you know it's a subjective sport. Well, that's the thing. All of these sports that we're yeah. talking break dancing, cheerleading, all of course determined via judging. And Lord knows, let the shenanigans begin. Roy Jones Jr. could tell you about that in 1988. I Asking want, so many others. I want like extreme cornhole, like with archery. <laughs> like they have to shoot arrows through a hole, and the other people are also standing on that side, so you could also get hit by an arrow. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's so you, athletic. Well, you know, apparently well, we just saw juggle. Uh, what are we watching last night? We were watching juggle dodgeball uh, on the Ocho. Yeah, I mean, it looked as if it was dodgeball protecting a juggler. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's true. I'm just true. saying, I don't know about cornhole. I don't. They're pushing it on us. What what sport would you eliminate to bring cornhole in? <laughs> if there was, yeah, there was a limit to the Yeah, like you had to, like, eliminate one break of the sports dancing. that you've watched over the last, like. <laughs> would take breakdancing out. Like, oh, what if you turned on the TV and go, there, there's no need for this? 
Oh, I mean, there's stuff that I don't understand that I'm just like, you know, because there's a lot of the martial arts where, like, you know, I was watching some, I'm like, I can't relate to this at all. You know what I don't get? You know, and yeah. I, you know what I don't? Fencing. Like, they right. stab each other at the exact same time, and they're like, yeah. oh, no, that guy won. And like, what? what like, they have they stab each other at the same time, and they're like, no, that guy won. What? They have sensors, I think. But, but it's like, <laughs> what? It, they hit it the same. Is it who stabs the other one first? Is it where you stab? Just in a real world it's scenario, a they both shot die. Worth, worth more. <laughs> I'm gonna tell face. You. And why do they never stab each other in the face? Like why? Like you know? We were watching this game of tag earlier. That was cool. That was. I would super put tag athletic. in over cornhole. Yeah, that was super athletic. Yeah, they were actually jumping was. on stuff. Imagine watching like like NFL caliber type of athlete, just freak athletes playing that sport. Oh, yeah. I would watch that. Like. You chase them, but with a fencing sword. Like, now we're that, in, yeah. Yeah, we combine some of these sports to get them into the Olympics. I mean, on, a, on a serious note, like sports like golf and tennis in the Olympics, I do think they have to, like, restructure that. Because all you're doing is doing the exact same thing yes. that they do every. It, they're global sports as yeah. it is anyway. They're, they're, so you're just you're just replicating what happens every week anyway, just calling it an Olympic thing. So yeah, it's like, like you got to mix it up. Somehow. Golf being an Olympic sport seems a little odd. Yeah, you don't even consider it a sport, even though you love betting. Like, it. like team them up or make it where it's like one round is some way and a second round. You know what I'm saying? Well, like yeah, you're make saying, it a like team you sport. Gotta, make it like a scramble. That, yes, something. I'd be okay with that. Go out there and shoot. Yes, go shoot eighteen Best under, ball. like I was playing Tiger Woods in '97 or something. Like, do that. Like, right. I would love that. If the IOC is listening to this right now, they're like, "This has given me nothing." They, we, we nothing. I'm very anti cornhole. I have to say, you are as a sport. I'm very pro cornhole as a fun game to play with others. Golf and tennis, though, have to be. I do. They've got yeah. to spice that up. I do. I some do. way, shape, or form. Because again, they are they are true global sports. So. It's the same thing you see every single week. Right. As opposed to a baseball or basketball where you're putting on the yeah. uniform of your country and it's like, okay, a team yeah. playing, which is, yeah, it seems a little Can I ask about one as well? Yeah. Triple jump. Can we just start adding quadruple <laughs> jump? I don't know why they decided jump. to jump three times. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That Double that jump. Triple jump has always been awkward. Always. That yeah. poor guy landed sideways in the pit the other day. It just minute. looks like a knee blower. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's old school track and field. But I would say the same about shot put, which I know you were great at, but it's like, who decided that was a thing? <laughs> Not to offend you, Danielle. We're coming back. Love Zone's coming up. We got our favorite bets from the weekend. We will do that before the hour ends. It's Beeson's Primetime Action. The VSIN College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VSIN subscription, which includes our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything else we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99, or just start your free all-access trial today at vsin.com slash subscribe. Gil. Danielle, you have uh, you have uh, succeeded in, well, first of all, here's my loser's <laughs> Uh, Lloyd Harris. Uh, Lloyd Harris did not get it done against uh, Keena Shikori. Keena Shikori proving too strong. Uh, got to get got it done in straight sets. Six three seven five. Or Lloyd Harris, who uh, beat Rafa Nadal last night, but not to be tonight. So uh, the dog price apparently was justified on that. Uh, we were putting our heads together here uh, on break after our Olympics <laughs> sports discussion, and I have to give Danielle credit because she has decided, and I think she's right, that the sport that should be added to the Olympics is... Jousting. 
Jousting. Jousting. Jousting. And we're pronouncing that correctly. Yes. Because this jousting takes place on jet skis. Yes, that's exactly what you think. Yeah. It's jousting right. with jet skis. I think your first idea was better. I would just go old school jousting. No, no, you have to wear that you full while me- on the jet ski. Med- sure. medieval garb with lances. It's a good way to drown off a jet ski. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Part of the training. We'll Not it. buoyant. It's we'll part it. of the training. We'll do it safe. It is, it's a yeah. two-foot pool that we're doing this in. So this is this. No, is that's good. not as fun. Open water. I, the, I did hit a, I did hit a uh, three-team uh, ladies tennis parlay, but of course I didn't give that out, and that's one of those nights I regret it. I regretfully gave out the wrong one. I heard that remind they have open water swimming. Have you seen this too? Yeah, I used to do open water swimming. Open water swimming? Yeah. yeah. So you swim in like a lake or something. In the, like the ocean sometimes. Yeah. It's hard. Racing? Swimming? Yeah, that's yeah. like an actual. That's an Olympic sport. There's as well. one in the Bay Area where they swim to um, Alcatraz and back. Oh, there's a triathlon, famously, Escape from Alcatraz, that involves that as one of the... Yeah. You, you have actually, to escape a jail cell You actually first. start on Alcatraz. You no, start locked in the jail. No, no prison involved. It's like, a, it's like an escape room, so yeah. you have to tr- figure your way out, and it's then you a, get to swim back to shore. It's mental and physical fitness, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the issue is you get kicked a lot there, so you got to maneuver, right, with uh-huh. the first leg of that. Yeah. All right, so yeah. if anybody wants to live bet any of these games, the Rays and the Orioles are 5-5 five to five in the seventh inning. It is minus 130 on the Orioles. The Mariners are up one nothing on the Yankees, but it's off the board, so I assume something is happening there. Mets and the Phillies still 2-1 to one in the seventh. Phillies minus 290 on the live line. You don't want to bet the Indians and Tigers the uh, or the Reds and the Pirates. The Red Sox and the Jays, the Jays opened it up on that one, 9-4 to four now in favor of the uh, Blue Jays in the sixth inning. They are... Minus five thousand on the live line. Braves five to three. Five to three. Don't jinx it, Matt. On the Nats <laughs> oh. here in the sixth inning. Minus sixteen hundred for the Braves oh, there. So I think the Nats come all the way back plus seven fifty. The Brewers are at one nothing on the Giants in the fifth inning. Minus three seventy on your live line there. Astros three to two over the Twins in the fifth inning. Minus three seventy on the Astros. Plus two sixty if you want to take the Twins. Royals and Cardinals three nothing in favor of the Cardinals in the fifth. Minus eleven fifty plus six fifty. On the Royals and the only other game going right now, the Marlins and the Rockies. Rockies up two to nothing at home on the Marlins. Minus six seventy-five plus four twenty-five on the Marlins. If you think they come back and beat the Rockies, boy, it could be a real frustrating night for both New York baseball teams. The Mariners just will not go away, as you pointed out. Uh, that's at the bottom of the or was it bottom of seventh? They're going to the eighth, one to nothing. Seattle. And the Mets just cannot tie this game up. Philly 2-1, to one, as you mentioned. A few starts still to come, though, yes? Yes, we do have a few first pitches still to come. Um, actually, just two now. Um, well, one, one, one's happening right now. So Chris Bassett and the A's, Mike Fultonavich and the uh, Rangers. Bassett is a minus 350 favorite in this game. Jeez. Yes. Wow. Over Fulton Avich and the Rangers. You can get plus 270 on the Rangers if you want to. That game, again, first pitch in a couple of minutes here. Uh, 10 10 Eastern, 7 10 Pacific. Caleb Smith and the Diamondbacks. Ryan Weathers and the Padres. Weathers and the Padres minus 225 plus 185 on Smith and the Diamondbacks. And the last game of the evening, 10 10 Eastern, 7 10 Pacific. Patrick Sandoval on the hill for the Angels. David Price, as we mentioned a little bit earlier in the program, having to get back in that rotation for the Dodgers with all the injuries and then the deal going on with Trevor Bauer as well. So minus 210 favorite is David Price starting here against the Angels. Well, the, the reason I react to when he said Chris Bassett and the A's are minus 350 favorites, like, again, if you're if you're new or newish to betting 
and you're not familiar with baseball lines historically, um, Randy John, just to give you an example of historical baseball li- baseball lines that exceeded four dollars. Randy Johnson with the Yankees taking on the Tampa Bay Devil Rays back in the day when the Devil Rays were terrible. Um, that was a four dollar baseball line. Here we are on a random Friday night, and Chris Bassett of the A's, Chris Bassett, who is very good at baseball, and the Rangers are very bad at baseball. But for th- for a random Friday night like this to see a minus three fifty, the chasm between the haves and the have-nots, how this game has changed. And I was speculating uh, off air with my buddy E the other day that if Craig Kimbrell had gone, and I realize he had a bad outing mm. today, but if Craig Kimbrell had gone to the Dodgers before the trade deadline after Scherzer and Trey Turner. Mm. Like, if you had added him to the back of that, I'm not sure how many nights, home or road, the Dodgers would have been south of a $2 favorite yeah. in any game anywhere. Yeah. Like, maybe at the Brewers and one of their star- solid uh, stellar starters. Obviously, if DeGrom was still playing, they wouldn't be there either. But, like, you could count the number of circumstances. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and, and again, yes, he had a bad night tonight. But, again, we talked about this. They used him in the eighth as opposed to the ninth. He would have definitely he would have definitely supplanted uh, Kenley Jansen as closer oh, there. Oh, no sure. doubt about So, yeah, no like doubt. you're saying, it would have it would have been every – because, I mean, this is every night as it is anyway. David, they, they've not wanted to start David Price all year. Like, that is – that's what they think about him. Like, they're like, right. no, 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 be our long relief guy, you know, and are like just be in the – pin and they have to start him tonight minus 215 minus 215 <laughs> jeez it's amazing uh this has been going on for a few years in baseball it just continues to get wider and wider it seems that is the nature of a sport that uh you know evolves it's not quite going to be as unrecognized it's not quite as unrecognizable based on how it used to be as uh, college football might be moving forward but it's certainly uh, a different game um, and again, the uh, the the competitive the the parity is not there. Let's put it that way. It's just a, a huge gap, obviously, between the great teams and the bad ones. And that's reflected in the betting numbers. The betting market will let you know. Uh, Mets do have a runner on, but with two out in the top of the seventh, uh, and Pete Alonso taking his hacks. Uh, again, Phillies up two to one. Two Mets potential rallies broken up by double plays. One which was. Uh, a no-out bases-loaded situation when Marcus Stroman struck out and then a double play. And here's the 2-2 pitch to Pete Alonso as we go to break. It is a bloop. It is in the infield. It is going to be a ground ball out. We go to break. Still 2-1. to one. Phillies in the middle of the seventh over the Mets. We'll come back. The love zone. The bets we love most this weekend. Next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Sportsbook is bringing you plenty of ways to get in on the action during UFC 265. For this fight only, new DraftKings customers can bet $1 to win $100 on either main event fighter to land a punch. Just use promo code VSIN when you sign up today. That's V-S-I-N. DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet with the only top-rated sportsbook app that matters. Thanks for coming inside the Love Zone. Get ready now for some true slow gems. All right, let's start with the namesake of the show, Mr. Gil Alexander. I think your first uh, gem that you like here might tie in with mine a little bit later on. Oh, yeah, I like that. Uh, Japan 
under 27 and a half gold medals. Uh, this is obviously something you can't bet now, so it's really kind of not part of the exercise, but it is the continuation of something I bet along with, and I'll give credit to Drew Dinsick for coming up with this. <laughs> this Matt. Matt is having trouble getting around the rows. Uh, here's the deal this weekend. Uh, Japan has four more events uh, in which they could win the gold medal. And uh, if they win all four of them, this will go over. So this would be a horrible beat. Uh, any one of those they fail to win the gold, this will cash. The remaining events for Japan, um, <laughs> wrestling, the women's 50 kilogram. Uh, they're in the baseball final against the United States. Wrestling, the men's 65 kilogram uh, division. And then cycling, the women's uh, omnium is also a possibility. Uh, according to Drew, we had this wrapped up until, and this is a quote, this maniac wrestler made the final in the 65 kilogram, unquote. So that's the first one. I think, I think they have one old. more opportunity, too, because they take yeah. on in women's basketball. They have versus the United States for the gold medal. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah, tomorrow, United States, Japan. Wait, did I just mention that? Oh, I said baseball. It's, it's, it's basketball, too. Yeah. So five. Okay. Um, and here's the other one. This one is bettable. Uh, they're going to be in the semifinals at the City Open in D.C. on the men's ATP tour. Uh, they're on the tennis tour. This is going to be the name that is the least known of all the uh, semifinalists. As I mentioned, Keena Shikori already going to the semis. His name is Jensen Brooksby. He's 20 years old. He's from California. He's won three tournaments on the Challenger Tour. Has never even sniffed anything on the uh, on the main tour. But this dude on hard court is ridiculous. I don't know what the number is going to be when they repost it here for the semis. But I will be taking a flyer on Jensen Brooksby inside the low zone. I like it. He kind of looks like Sam Darnold. What's happening here? They, didn't, they gave me the wrong size rose for him. <laughs> not, not a boutonniere. No, it doesn't No, fit at all, actually. Matt, what yes. plays do you love this weekend? So I have a couple of golfers that I'm going, well, we're not going to start there, apparently. All right, I was following <laughs> the rundown, but that's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, How do you feel about your shirt there? Yeah, so Alonzo Minifield, uh, we talked about this during the UFC segment with Jordan Sherwood, UFC 265 this weekend. Now, look, it's not a play for everyone because minus 250 I understand is not in everyone's bankroll so I'm not going to sit here and say definitely go out and put $250 down to win 100 but if you do have a bankroll where that is something that you can that you can afford I don't see very many paths to for this not getting home in this fight. And again, it's, it's, it's minus 250, so maybe there's some other curious ways you can go about betting it. If you want to bet Minifield by finish, I think that that's a, a, a likely scenario as well. And um, I'll be betting it that way as well with you. So minus 250 on Minifield, also Minifield by fit, uh, finish. And that's, uh, that's my first of, which I think is really, really not going to matter to me if one of these guys actually does what they need to do this this weekend, which is my second <laughs> love zone, which is Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler. It's ridiculous. Uh, Sam Burns is three strokes off the lead. Scotty Scheffler, four strokes off the lead. I have massive, massive futures tickets on these guys. Uh, Sam Burns, super, super long. Scotty Scheffler, 30, 33 to one in that one. Uh, Sam Burns is a scorer and he goes out on courses like this where guys are scoring well and he scores with them and so uh, I think he's live here now is he likely to win mm, you know this is all the best golfers in the entire world basically saying uh, without uh, what John Ron about the only one 
I guess is not it's not there. So uh, outside of that, Scotty Scheffler, I think, has been playing about as good a golf as anyone in the world over the last six months. I mean, he's as consistent basically as they come. And so I'm going to uh, – I'll be rooting those guys on a ton, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm love zoning those guys this week. You're, lo- <laughs> you're love zoning them. But will they love zone you back? That's and we'll find out. Danielle, we'll find out. Right. Always the question, Danielle. All right. So my rose for the love zone this week is going to the under in the gold medal game for women's basketball here. So USA versus Japan, that's going on tomorrow night. Uh, they've actually faced off already. They faced off in the prelims here, and the United States won 86 to 69. So that was 155 total here. Usually. When the teams meet for a second time, we tend to see an under here, so I like that here. Also, Japan, hugely undersized compared to the United States. I mean, the United States has Sylvia Fowles, Tina Charles, uh, I mean, Brittany Griner, and Asia Wilson, by the way. So they're going to have a huge size disadvantage here, uh, just like they did in the first game. So I think we're going to see Japan have a lot of trouble scoring. Um, They have been shooting better from the perimeter, I have to say, from their first initial games, and they've been scoring more points than their first two prelim games, but I do still think that U.S. is going to just lock them up on the defensive side of things. So 159.5, the under gets my rose for the love zone tonight. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Isaiah, who should people bet at the uh, go bowling at the Glen this week? Don't bet it? Don't bet it? No place for you? He's not talking. Oh, all right. Hmm. This segment will make so much more sense during football season. Will it? Oh, it will. <laughs> yes. Will yeah, it? I know. Uh, will it? Yeah. It will, it will make, ton- make more sense. Yes. It yeah. will make ton- it will make tons of sense. Well, I, maybe I shouldn't put it that way. It, it will be. <laughs> it still won't make sense. <laughs> it will make a little more sense, and it will be more relatable than perhaps Jensen yes. Brooksby at the City Open in D.C., for instance. Yes. All right. It's your love zone, everybody. Yeah. Men's gold medal karate is happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if anybody wants to get in on that, the favorite is from Turkey. Bet you wouldn't have gotten that right. Of course I would have. The favorite is from Turkey. They're doing karate, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. So did you say, did you did you mention karate is one of the things that could mess up your Japan medal total thing? Why are you pointing a rose at me? <laughs> Uh, yeah. We can't give Matt props anymore. Uh, no, as a matter of fact, now, you know, I thought it was only four, but now Danielle just mentioned basketball, which, of course, I forgot because about. Because the second favorite is karate. And then, in this, uh, yeah, this karate. So maybe there's six events. They have to win four of them. So maybe How I'm does not, that make you feel about uh, your... All of a sudden, not as fun. <laughs> Anxious. Mm, not as love. Well, I got news for you. I, whatever the money line is for the women's basketball yeah, team. it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. There's no way Japan's winning the gold medal yeah. here. So. so it's really five. Yeah. What's the what's the odds on the karate? Maybe that's why that wasn't included either. Oh no, he's the second favorite. Oh okay. The guy he's plus the the favorite is plus three hundred and he is plus three thirty. Okay. Well, I'm actively rooting against the Japan uh, yes. squad getting Ryutaro Araga is not your friend in this one. <laughs> he's not my friend. Well, well, sure. In other circumstances, maybe I could be friends with him, but not when there's a bet on the line. That's not uh, good. Uh, last run of the baseball scores going on right now around Major League Baseball. Again, no no in-game bets for us. Uh, we uh, During basketball season, we were in-game betting all over the place. But really, to my the, own detriment. The, the baseball in-game bets have been sparse. I think they will pick up here as the season goes down the stretch. But Tampa Bay and Baltimore tied up at five apiece in the top of the eighth. 
Um, I'll let you do the in-game lines on these if you if you have them also, up there. Also, Royals and Cardinals. Cardinals, I had over four in the first five. We're in the bottom of the fifth. Runner on first, and the Cardinals are up 4-0. So we're pushing right now. Okay. We and got uh, one out. Braves up 5-3, to three, bottom of the seventh. So you need to record six more outs. And as you said, the Braves don't care about winning by two. They don't. Hope you don't lose that way. But Call uh, that the danger zone. The yeah. danger zone, not the love zone. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Yankees still trail the Mariners, top of the eighth, one to nothing. But the Yankees are taking their hacks right now. And the Mets still trail the Phillies, two to one. That's in the top of the eighth. The Mets are going to uh, take uh, their swings right here. Uh, just down a run. Gibson versus Stroman to start out that one. So... So far, not a fun night for both New York baseball teams, but uh, we'll see. Baseball still to be played. But uh, as far as the weekend bets, getting back to the love zone for a second. Yeah. So your your UFC bet uh, is the one that you love the best and is going to determine your happiness this weekend because it is the largest wager. You yeah, have. yeah, I've got a I've got a decent amount invested there. I just had a panic attack because someone tweeted at me and said that Sam Burns is out of the tournament, but I'm seeing nothing of of the sort. So, so um, someone's just messing with you. I, I don't I don't know, but I I was oh no I was panicking there for for a second. Well, let's hope that's not the case. Sam Burns three back. I mean, typically when you Google Sam Burns, if he had withdrawn, that'd be like the first thing that that popped up. So I don't see anything that says he is withdrawn. So let's hope that's the case. <laughs> were you, you were, were you notified of that on Twitter? Or? Yes. I, someone was watching the segment just now. Okay. And said have you, have you searched the Twitter? For yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think you're good. Someone might, someone might be messing with you, uh, but Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns, what were your odds on both of those guys? Scheffler's 33 to one Burns was uh, nearly 80. Oh, 80 to one. So that so even that like if you lost the UFC one yeah yeah we'd be good if he which won. again is yeah. on is on stay for everybody your UFC we're, bet is on we're, we're, oh uh, hold on sorry this, he withdrew from the Wyndham Championship oh, so I think okay. may, this must be what people are there you go because I'm sitting here like freaking out. And and like, <laughs> like like this is like a, a big possible chance to to win a bunch of money here, and so like let's just uh, let's just not let's let's read all the all the stuff first. Looks like okay. he has pulled out of maybe a tournament okay. in the future. Good. Well, you're on Menafield in in the UFC 265. Yes, so, so and by finish. Okay, but if Menafield loses, but Sam Burns wins the WWGC, well, yeah, we're fine. you're fine. Yeah. Or if even Sheffler, or, or if Sheffler, yeah, 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 I was we're gonna fine. say, yeah, we're fine. Okay, so yeah. that really is your biggest decision. Yeah, but we've got a lot of. Let's, why don't I just have the whole thing happen? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Come in here and buy everyone pizza. <laughs> That'd be very nice. Something yeah. tells me I won't be buying pizza for the crew next week. Oh, look at her already victory lapping over here. 12 to 1, Louis Ustazen. No bogeys today. Danielle in the driver's seat. For Matt Brown, Danielle Avari, and Isaiah Wrinkle in for Kelly Bidlin. Feel better, Kelly. It's Gil Alexander. Thanks for watching. Beeson's Primetime Action, the nightcap with Tim Murray at Circa. Next. Enjoy. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.